Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, if you're watching us on Stadium right now, this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. And then the final hour, power hour of the show, will feature all our bets for tonight, NBA, National Hockey League, and our side and total bets for Week 10 NFL Sunday coming up 20 minutes from now. And if you want to watch that and check it out, I would recommend so. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL at the conclusion of this segment. And in this segment, man, what an honor and a pleasure it is to be joined by our guest. And you know what happens when this guest joins the, the show? When you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glassman 316 says, I just bankrupted your bookie. We're now joined by the great PJ Glasser, our teammate here on the BetQL Network, uh, host of Send It In, weekdays 1 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern time here across all BetQL social platforms. You got to check it out. Great basic PJ off the cuff for 30 minutes. It's awesome. You can also check out PJ Sundays with Inside the Betting Lines, live from National Harbor in Washington, D.C., alongside J.P. Flame. PJ and J.P. ITBL Sundays, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9. Glassman, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going? PJ, I know I told you this off air, and I'm sure you've been paying attention too, because you're you're a sports fan, you're a college football fan, and you know you, you, we don't. I was going to say, so you know that Jim Harbaugh be like, well, what do we know? We know that he's probably not coaching tomorrow, but Michigan's trying to get this temporary restraining order. So as we kind of you know do this interview live, we don't have a resolution to whether he's going to be on the sideline or not tomorrow at noon Eastern when they you know they're already there when they play Penn State. We know the betting market for this game, and we we know it's probably not going to change whether he coaches or not. We've already seen it just it basically just bounce back and forth. Michigan's you know favored by four in some places. They're favored by four and a half in some other places. The total's about forty-five. Uh, do you have a strong opinion on this game, whether Harbaugh coaches or not? I do. I like Penn State in the first half, Ken, at plus three. I like that we're getting the key number. All week, that was always going to be my play. And now with the Harbaugh news, I kind of like it even more. You look at the first three games this season for Michigan when he wasn't on the sideline. They struggled in the first half to kind of get things going in their non-conference schedule. And I just like the spot for Penn State. Obviously, Happy Valley is one of the toughest places to play in the country. I think that team's going to feed off 
of the crowd noise. I think this is this game is going to be similar to when Penn State played Ohio State at home last year, where Penn State was competitive for three quarters. They were dominating the game, and then you look up and Ohio State wins by double digits. I think that could be similar. So I like Penn State to start this game. I think not having Harbaugh there could affect them early. I just think Michigan has too much talent, and, and they're too deep, and they're the better team. And through four quarters, they'll kind of wear Penn State down. But getting Penn State at that plus three in the first half is my favorite bet in the game. PJ, I know you have a lot of other bets, but I've been asking all our guests talking college football on the show this question. If we try to like cover the story, like in case of like all outcomes, right? So let's assume, you know, for Michigan and Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sideline for that game. And I think all of this obviously is very much up in the air. But let's assume that that's not going to be the case. Harbaugh won't be on the sideline for Michigan, Ohio State. The look ahead line is like Michigan six. Like, does mm-hmm. it change the way you would, like, handicap the game, conceptualize it in your head, if Harbaugh won't be on the sideline when Michigan takes on Ohio State? It, it could. I wouldn't say so. I would still like Michigan to win the game. I don't know about cover. I think certainly getting the experience this week without him is going to help, and then next week also. Obviously, in a game like that where it could come down to the wire, and, you know, Harbaugh could be forced with some big decisions if he was on the sideline, whether to go for it, whether to kick, and now – Whichever coach has to step in has to make those decisions. But I don't really think it's it's too big of a factor. Again, Michigan played the first three games of the year without him on the sideline. They'll get more experience leading up to that Ohio State game. So depending on how they look tomorrow, and then obviously leading into the Ohio State game, I, I would say that number's probably going to stay around six, five and a half. And I would, I would still probably like Michigan to win the game and to cover as well. PJ, I want to ask you about Michigan and the title for a second, but Brett McMurphy, who we have on the show all the time, who, who uh, writes about college football, works for the Action Network, just tweeted a, a statement from Bill Hancock, who's the head of the college football playoff committee. Well, obviously, this is part of the the conversation, right? Like, okay, if he's suspended and they lose, how is that interpreted? I think the original thought was like, if they get if they can't play a game or something, if they can't play the Big Ten title game, what happens? Just want to read his statement because it's it's like classic playoff committee, which is just we're going to like make our own rules and we're not going to tell you what they are. Uh, quote: I want to emphasize. Size, the committee does not project what might happen in a future game. It will take into consideration what happens, including absence of players or coaches. The committee looks backward, not forward. This is like straight out of a Simpsons episode. The committee looks at everything that's affected going going into a game. So basically, he's like, "Yeah, we're just we're not going to tell you what we're going to do, but like we're just going to do whatever we want, and we have justification to do that." Um, Michigan, I think, is the best team in the country, but part of why I think that might be that they were cheating. And I don't know if the new Michigan, the one that's not cheating, is actually the best team in the country. Have you thought any more about, like, do you want to bet other teams to win the title? I still like Michigan, but I could be way wrong here. What about, like, updated thoughts on the title, and then we'll do some other games? No, I still like Michigan, too. I think they're the best team. I certainly think Michigan, Oregon, they're kind of in a class of their own. Georgia as well. I would say those three teams have kind of separated themselves in my eyes. You know, again, I think a lot of people are making a lot out of the fact Michigan really hasn't played anybody this year, but you look at how dominant they have been in those games. I think to me, that's kind of more telling. They've looked like the team kind of we thought they would be. Their defense has given up five points a game this season against lesser competition. So I still think they're the team to beat. Um, I, I think there are plenty of other teams that could give them a good game, but even with the suspension and if there's more moving forward in the playoff, if they make the playoff, to me, Michigan should still be the favorite, and I think they're the best team. 
You better, you better. Here with Nick and Ken, phenomenal football Friday. Talking college football, we'll get to the National Football League as well with our BetQL Network teammate, PJ Glasser. Send it in weekdays 1 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern time across all our social platforms. Inside the betting line, Sundays 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern with our pal, JP Flame. He is on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9. And of course, when you hear the glass, it's, it, it's your bookie's ass. PJ, we'll do the NFL in a second here, but we got two SEC games to hit with featuring 10.5 point favorites. Bama laying it against Kentucky. Georgia laying it against Ole Miss. Bets for these two SEC games, and then we'll go to the NFL. Yeah, Nick, for the Bama-Kentucky game, I'm going to the total. I like the under 47 in this game. For for years, like the game after LSU for Bama always used to be Mississippi State, and there was like a four- or five-year run where Bama didn't score a point in the first quarter against Mississippi State. It's your classic like letdown game, right? Big emotional win. You look forward to that LSU game all year, two weeks of prep with your bye week, and then you just have a natural letdown. With this kick being 11 a.m. local in Lexington, I think Bama could get off to a slow start. And then their defense in the second half of games this season has been terrific. They gave up seven points in the second half to LSU, zero to Tennessee, three to Ole Miss, and six to Texas A&M. Giving up two touchdowns in the second half to those teams. So I think the combination of Bama's offense starting slow and then their defense dominating again in the second half, really like under 47 in Bama, Kentucky. And then Georgia Ole Miss, I like Georgia. I like Georgia minus 10 and a half. I think the way we have to bet Georgia moving forward is when we think Georgia's going to roll a team, when we think they're going to blow them out, like we thought against Auburn, like we thought against South Carolina, Missouri last week, that's when they tend to struggle. The games where people think maybe they're on upset alert, like Kentucky, like Florida, like this week against Ole Miss, that's when Georgia tends to roll. So a lot of people like Ole Miss. Ole Miss Moneyline is one of the most bet underdogs at BetMGM right now. People like the dog. I think Ole Miss is a little overrated, and I think this is a nice spot for Georgia. I think it's a bad matchup for the Rebels. So I like the under in Bama, Kentucky, and I like Georgia minus 10 and a half. That was some good stuff there on the on the SEC games. I, I had forgotten about like the game after Alabama LSU for both teams. It's been like a real thing for a really long time. Like I, I used to mm-hmm. always hear about that for years, and that was makes me want to bet Kentucky like in the first quarter or the first half or something in that game. Uh, let's do the NFL for a little bit, PJ. I think you have three games you want to go over. We have about three or four minutes left, so maybe like 45 seconds on each one just because I, I think I would want to hear all these bets, obviously. Niners, Jags, feel like I've asked every guest exactly about this game because they've had a bet in it. Uh, Niners laying three. Uh, what do we like here? Both teams off their bye. I like San Francisco, guys. I know Trent Williams not isn't going to be there, which is big, but having Debo Samuel back, I, I think, is huge for them. Bye week came at the perfect time for San Francisco, obviously, with that three-game losing streak. And I just I think they're going to roll in this game. I think Purdy's going to play better having Debo back out there. I think McCaffrey's going to have a good game. And I'm really not sold on Jacksonville quite yet. I know they're 6-2. and two. I know they've won four in a row. They've beaten Atlanta. They've beaten the Colts. They've beaten the Steelers. You know, they really haven't beaten some of the top-tier teams. We've seen them play one really good team this season. That was the Chiefs. They struggled to score in that game. They lost by eight. I think they could struggle in this game as well. I like the Niners minus three. Lightning round here, PJ, for the final two bets. Let's do the Bengals and the Texans in Cincinnati. No T. Higgins. Jamar Chase questionable for Joe Burrow in that Bengals passing game on Sunday. Like the Texans, guys, plus the six and a half. think there's a chance they win this game outright. It's all about the spot and fading Cincinnati because they're coming off two big games against the Niners and the Bills, and then they got the Ravens upcoming on Thursday. So I think it's a great spot to fade Cincinnati. 
Houston with the way Stroud played last week. Uh, I think they can keep it close, maybe even win the game. PJ, about a minute left for uh, for Sunday night football. I was t- just typing in our chat. I like kind of started the week and I was like, uh, like okay, whatever. I kind of can't wait for Raiders Jets now. It's like n- the two teams are not good, but like the narratives involved are so compelling that I actually I can't wait to watch the game. The point spread's very small. Basically, each team favored by one, depending on where you go. Total in the mid thirties. About forty five seconds here, Jets and Raiders. Guys, this is my favorite bet of the week. It's a gross game, but I love the Jets. I think there's just we're getting good value on. Them. I think this line movement is too much. The best unit on the field in this game by far is the Jets' defense. And I know everybody's looking forward to fading Zach Wilson, and they're excited with Antonio Pierce now coaching the Raiders. But I think they're going to make life miserable for Aiden O'Connell. I like the Jets here in a pick best bet of the week in the NFL. You just got a ton of bets from P.J. Glasser. And Jake, you know what that means. Bookies everywhere. Watching that ass. Shuddering. Uh, PJ, we, PJ, we appreciate it, brother. Uh, PJ, the next time you get a chance to see him on the BetQL Network, Sunday, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern, Inside the Betting Lines, live from National Harbor in D.C. with our pal J.P. Flame on Twitter at PJGlasser9. Send it in weekdays, 1 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern on BetQL Network. Social platforms, my friend. Good luck with all the bets this weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Jake, can you can you, can you play it again or or no? You can. It's okay. I was going to like, drop the like puck, it. maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't have to do it. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> the great the computer's PJ like, this is what I'll give on. you. I'll give you like a couple all seconds right. of the music. That's all, that's all you get. If you're you're watching us on Stadium, I would encourage flip on over twitch.tv backslash betql for all our bets for tonight in the NBA, National Hockey League, and College Hoops, and all our plays. Week 10, NFL Sunday, Power Hour, coming up next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.